Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And um, that song was a tribute to my husband, who I lost last week. As most of you all know, he has been ill for about five months. And every day was a borrowed day. Last Tuesday morning at 1148, he ended his journey. And begin a new one. That is why um, I want to thank Julie Morgan, my dear, dear, lovely, lovely, wonderful author friend, and my great friend Ian Bush for taking over the show last week. I knew on Monday that my husband was dying. When I put him to bed Monday night, I told him that his journey was ending and it was okay for him to go. We have been a team for 12 years up until last Monday night I was not ready to be half a team but I knew he knew and it was okay so thank you all for your um, support for your patience and for um, putting up with guest host when I had to tend to the love of my life so that song was in tribute to him, and he made me make some promises to him, and those promises I will keep. One is that I will continue doing what I do, that is to be part of the Florida JCI Senate, to start writing again, to start again. He believed in me, and he was the wind beneath my wings. So thank you all once again, and I want to start the show out tonight. Um, saying we have reached well over 200,000 listeners and, as y'all know, over 200 countries. And this is not my show, ladies and gentlemen. It is your show. It is you, the listener. It is you, the guest. Without you all, we wouldn't have a show. I could sit here and chatter all night. Nobody would care. So I want to thank you all for your continued support and hope that you continue with us through the next few years. We are moving into our third year, and there's been a lot that's gone on, and, and a lot of it has been good. A lot of it has been sad, but that is the way that the circle of life goes. There are two ways to get on this show, ladies and gentlemen. You can come on as a guest, or you can do an ad. You can become a sponsor for the show. Contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com, and I will tell you how to do one or both of those. J. Traveler Pelton has been a gift on this show. This woman is absolutely amazing. And she has a special offer going on her website just for folks getting ready for holiday gift giving. She is offering postpaid sets of her trilogies for $25 a set. And we'll ship the sets out the next working day. So go to her website, travelerpelton.com, for all the details. Terrace Traders and Spies is the latest book in the Oberlin series by Traveler Pelton. The middle generations of the Oberlins carry on the legacy of their father, Noah, by setting up a network of scientists, spies, and informants all over the globe. This book spans the generations from 1910 to 1975, a time of change and growth. The family tries to stay out of the feud between Edison and Tesla, while I'm beginning to investigate an elusive enemy network that grows into an underground jungle that will plague them for generations. They survived two world wars, the Korean conflict, and the Vietnam War in spite of attacks on them personally from the enemy and their own government. 
Will the legacy of the Lenape negotiators carry the family through discrimination, hatred, and treason? Will there be another seven generations of the people to carry on, or will they follow their ancestors into oblivion? Join the high-energy Oberlin technology and history. Terrorists, traitors, and spies. Available now on Amazon and at Books a Million as an ebook or paper book or paperback. I can't talk. Or if you want to, go to travelerpelson.com for website for a special offer just perfect for holiday gifts. Now, if you're into audiobooks, <clears throat> you can adopt Don't Shop for Your Next Audiobook Favorite. The Adopt an Audiobook program has new releases and audiobooks of every genre. All audiobooks are free to interested reviewers, and that is the, the caveat, ladies and gentlemen. You have to agree to review the audiobook. Simply listen and share your thoughts at audiobookwormpromotions.com forward slash adopt an audiobook. Amy Lyle has also been on this show. She is one funny woman. She's a comedian and actor who lives in Atlanta, and she has a unique outlook on life. As most people hide their failures, Amy wrote a whole book about hers. It's called Book Failures. The book for 20 years. Not to the same people, but 20 years nonetheless. The book talks about relationships, how hard it is to blend a family, and just funny failures of everyday life. The reason it's been a bestseller for over a year is that it is so relatable. Everybody needs more laughter in their lives. Buy it for yourself or for a friend or even an enemy that's going through a hard time. The Book of Failures is available at Barnes & Noble and on Amazon as a paperback ebook or an audio version. The Book of Failures by Amy Lyle. Get it today. Howard Levine has also been on this show, and he has a book called The Last Gasp. Frank Tedeschi's niece is dead, one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother, Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incrustability? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given their lives and that resonates with today's politics, the answer to these questions unfolds in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. And finally, in this first half, Diane Mote has also been on this show, and she has a series called the Sam Holden Series, and Sam Holden is our favorite vigilante. Well, she is back. The third book in the series is called Dog Bones. Sam's quest to avenge abused animals is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mote everywhere ebooks are sold. And if you haven't started the series yet, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to start with Dog Gone by Diane Mote for free on Amazon. And with that, we are going to start this week off with a bang. This woman is 
that she could be my twin. I absolutely adore her. She has a mind of her own. She doesn't fit in. She stands out. Beth Martins. Oh, my God. This been releasing coach from Mermaid Singer with four recordings of Mom to Bohemian Sun on the Canadian Prairies. Beth, Martin, Beth Martins helps women merpreneurs be valued for their authentic life's work. A corporate cancer survivor whose calling was a life or death thing, she now teaches deep divers how to create and up-level into divinely aligned businesses. After surviving, she found herself a multi-passionate who suffered from multiple business personality disorder. Boy, can I relate to that. (laughs) To cure this, she found a way to do everything she loved without turning into a mini-headed mermaid dragon and crashing her adrenals that take her in every direction. She's not creating a community of merpreneurs to transform the world. You can find her on long walks by the river. She loves to nerd out on myths archetypes, business, marketing, and awakening to the human engineering rampant and slavery in our current economics. She does have a website, and we are going to talk about her free quiz as we get into the show, but first, I want to welcome you, Beth. Welcome to the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I uh, I'm actually quite honored to be called your twin. That's that's why I go, wow. <laughs> well, thank you, honey. We think so much alike, I'm going to tell you. I I do, because I was a bounty hunter before I moved to Florida, I like to do deep dives on people and find all the little nuggets that other people don't talk about in interviews because mostly there's a set of questions they want to get through, and they really don't get to learn the essence of the person they're interviewing, which is so wrong on so many levels. So I did my deep dive on you. And oh, and great. before <laughs> no, nothing bad. Before no, we talk good. before we talk about the adult Beth and where she is now, let's talk about how Beth got here. When you were a child growing up, did you have any idea where you wanted to be in life or how you wanted to get there? Oh, that's a, a wonderful question. You know, before I get into it and answer it, could I just uh, let you know how incredibly brave you are to be out here at this time, given what you've been going through in your in your personal life and your loss right now? Just wanted to totally acknowledge that. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. It um it it's a coping mechanism. Because if I don't get back out in it now, I may not. And my husband knew that about me. And that's why he made me promise him. And I've always kept my promises to him. So there we go. We just move on. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. Yeah, so as a child, I'll, I'll tell you, my first word was no. And what I noticed about the world as I came into consciousness is that everything was upside down. Nothing made sense, right? The food was poisoned, the water was poisoned, people were unhappy. Um, Here we were on this beautiful, lush, incredibly abundant planet, and nothing seemed to fit. It it didn't make sense, and it it never began to make sense. It just only made less sense. So that's how I felt as a kid, just always bumping up against, why doesn't this work, and why doesn't that work, and, you know, 
seeing and and I, I still to this day going down that rabbit hole looking at the things that are not right now now I know why at least and it actually makes perfect sense but that that's my main memory as a child and also very much uh, influenced me was the fact that my father actually had a nervous breakdown who's passed away now uh, so I can talk about him freely but uh, you know he he literally could not work in the system he could not cope with that so he broke away he started his own business and in some ways he created a business for himself that was very much like the system but it was my first clue that you didn't have to just sit back and tolerate the you know the things that don't work basically you can start to create your own universe and uh, and things fly that way so. when when you <coughs> excuse me when you made that conscious decision that the the society and the world as you knew it did not fit your norm. How difficult was it to break away? Because I know you're a cancer survivor, and that among itself is a tough road to travel down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, you know, I feel like a lot of my earlier life was a constant struggle because I wasn't prepared to give up the fight until I hit adulthood. And then I started to have this idea, okay, well, it's got me nothing but trouble to be, you know, pointing out everything that's wrong. So I'm going to try the other way. I'm going to bury that part of myself, literally, you know, that rebel energy, put a foot on her head and, and, and stick her in the ground. And I tried to do all the right things, going to university, um, you know, beginning to work with my parents' firm, becoming financially responsible, fulfilling on the obligations to my family that they didn't impose so much on me, but I just felt like I wanted to somehow help and they wanted my help. And so through, you know, going through that that pendulum swing from like the full-on rebel to the, the fully suppressed rebel, that's how I actually ended up with a stage four lymphoma. I was uh, a vice president in the company by that point. I, I went from zero to 60. My father trained me in, in uh, the areas of business, which I, which I actually really loved business. I, didn't, I just didn't love the corporate world. I didn't love the nameless, faceless, ruthless, you know, eternally hungry corporate clients that didn't matter how much money I was making left me feeling like I was nearly dead. And so this diagnosis for me, it actually turned into a three-year battle for my life and a near-death experience, a second diagnosis. I was told I was not going to survive it. And it was just this enormous wake-up call that showed me that I don't get to live on Earth if I don't follow my calling. It's not, you know, it's not an option. Would, would it be fair to say that when our our body, our mind, and our spirit is not in sync. And when pressure, undue pressure, and and I worked in corporate America for many, many years, and I hated it because, like you, I'm a rebel. And following rules is not something I do very well. I, I tend to bend them. Some I even break. But when those three things are not in sync, it creates the opening for diseases like cancer and other 
debilitating diseases that that steals our years away from us. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. Yeah, and I learned to see it. At first, it feels you almost, or I, I felt like a victim to it. I, I was, you know, looking every which way about who's to blame. I, I really found every every answer about blame, but it didn't help me. So I asked myself, well, who's responsible? And it came back to this answer that actually I'm the only one. I'm the only one who can respond to this. So that was a very empowering position to get into. And and then my illness became something less of an enemy to me that I was victim to and more of a, like, if I didn't have that, I, I, I called in that strong wake-up call. I, I actually called in many much more subtle wake-up calls, but I didn't listen to them. Mm-hmm. So that had to become an emergency. And that was the only, you know, I was literally in the shower every morning when I was getting ready for work, banging my head against the wall, wondering how I was going to get out of it because I, I personally did not see a way. And so I let myself go, and, and that's, that's where we're sunk, when, when we just fall back and feel like life has got us by the, the foot and, and we're just going to let it take us wherever it goes, and then, and then we're going to hit something, and, and it's going to say, like, really? Is that, is that what's going on, or are you actually in control of your life here? Now, on, on that same vein, Beth, because we are women, yes. would it be fair to say that either consciously or unconsciously or just societal, societal norms, I can't talk tonight, demand and command that in order for us to, quote, unquote, feel like we have succeeded in the corporate world, that we have to push ourselves to greater lengths and go 10 extra miles as opposed to men because we just don't fit the mold. We we aren't made of, of tough enough stuff. So we within ourselves feel like we have to prove something when we really don't because we are stronger and we are tough enough. We just have to understand that we are. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, we got messed up at many levels there because a lot of, you know, I'm I'm actually a huge proponent of of natural roles that there are certain things women do more easily, certain things men do more easily, and then you know they created the industrial revolution and they shuffled off the women all to the workplace, out of the home, out of the the role of uh, raising the children, which I should you know shouldn't necessarily just be a woman by any means, and then there we were wanting to measure up to to uh, the more masculine workforce and get, finding ourselves with these double, triple loads. It's like having three full-time jobs, right? If you've got kids and you've got a home and you've got a profession, then, yeah, it stretches you to the, to the absolute nines, and, and women do get trained. I, I wasn't really there. I was too naive even to want to be that, uh, but... But but they certainly I I know that's absolutely true how how they they actually de you know defeminize themselves to to be even respected or considered valid or credible in that world we we morph ourselves and 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 here's the thing that I did you know I was leading a double life absolutely because at the same time as I was this vice president in corporate world by day by night and by evenings and then every every year I would go off to India to study meditation and yoga and follow my art and my music and record CDs and all kinds of things so 
I, w- I was I had put myself even though I didn't have children at the time but um, you know I was leading my own double life and very much had to hide that from the corporate world because I thought if they found out then my reputation would be ruined this was way back before yoga and meditation were like a household name or household words and uh, and then in the, in the spiritual world, I had to hide my love for business because that was considered to be, you know, kind of like evil or not spiritual. So I can relate to that, you know, having to contort yourself to suit other people's perceptions. And it's, it is a slow death of its own because we have to put so much of our true self in the unconscious. And what we put in the unconscious, it doesn't just go away. It just acts out without us really knowing it. And it you manifests know, itself in other in other ways. It it breaks down the body's natural immune system. It breaks exactly. down the the mind's ability to be logical and reasonable and at peace. Exactly. And it, and that's not fair. It's it's not right because as human beings, we should be able to be multifaceted. It's what makes us unique. Mm, exactly, exactly. I'm, this is actually a huge part of what I do now, because the you know the women in my zone and and for for myself, when I when I finally did survive cancer, I knew there was no way I was going to go back into the corporate world. There was no way I was going back to work with my family's firm as much as that was disappointing to them. Um, but here I was, a multi-passionate with a lot of different interests. I was, uh, you know, at, at the time I had been studying yoga and teaching yoga and teaching meditation and doing my music, and I had this interest in business, and you name it. I was, like, all over the place. Uh, but there was no th- – this world still, to this day, has no context for a multi-passionate. And all, all the, the message that we can get is, like, well, can't you focus? You have to focus on something. And, yes, it's true we have to focus on something, but not on one of our loves. We can be this, like, whole, amazing, you know, intricately complex, multi-interested person. And and then the focus, to me, actually comes through archetypes, which no doubt we're going to get into talking about as well. Absolutely. But this is a perfect breaking point. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my uh, guest, the magnificent, multifaceted, unique, and wonderful Beth Martins. And we are going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about archetypes and a lot of other great things. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Best-selling and award-winning author of true crime and crime fiction, Yvonne Mason is back with a brand new book, The Pink Canary, a book that delves into the life of a drag queen and a marvelous whodunit. You can find this and all of Yvonne's other works on Amazon.com or find Yvonne Mason on Facebook and Twitter. You're going to kill me. Buy your copy of Pink Canary now. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Are horses your new best friend? Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile? No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family 
as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman, a true Montana adventure. Available online and in bookstores. Or visit quinwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics agree, it's a hoot. This is Jade. And this is Winona. Wow, it's been a busy summer. Yes, we have new books. I think we have a new audio book. And I thought divorce was bad with other life lessons. Why is that title such a mouthful? I don't know, but you can hear that mouthful on Audible and on iTunes now. And that will take you through life changes, the highs and lows of it, through pop poetry and the literary life guide. So remember to check us out. And no, I don't mean a once-over, but then my narcissism said, well, maybe check me out once. And then look at the rest of the website at andrethought.com. You can check out the podcast and the YouTube channel and everything that we're doing on that website, andwethought.com, just because you didn't get it the first time. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to say bye from Winona and Jade and our website. Okay, is this going to be like a running gag? Yup. Andwethought.com. Bye-bye. Germany, 1938. Charlotte, a young girl of 15, wanders into Georg's cobbler's shop to have her shoes repaired. Georg, enamored by Charlotte's charm and grace, decides then and there that he's going to marry her. But they must keep their love a secret from family, friends, and, most importantly, the Nazis. Follow along as Georg's pursuit of the young Charlotte results in the couple traveling a heart-stopping, winding route to stay one step ahead of the Gestapo in their escape from Nazi Germany, with a surprising twist along the way. If you like history and romance, don't miss Good Things Always Happen in Springtime by Joanne Fisher, available at www.joannesbooks.com. Juliana is a middle-aged housewife in Toronto with a career, a husband, that has little interest in her well-being, and three children. In the evenings, she gets on her computer and chats with people around the world. When she gets involved with Aaron and Bobby, her life becomes a pinball, bouncing around her husband, her job, her children, and her two online friends. She's bewitched by the romantic poetry of Aaron. But the honesty and kindness of Bobby bring her all the way to California. Watch for the ironic twist of fate that takes her in a direction she never expected. If you like spicy romances, don't miss With All of Me by Joanne Fisher. Available at www.joannesbooks.com Fiore is a young Italian woman engaged to be married but her plans are interrupted by a charismatic Sebastian, a handsome middle-aged Spanish businessman. Her beauty strikes him like a thunderbolt sent by the goddess Venus herself. When she's given a peculiar gift, a Spanish doll, she's thrown into a whirlwind of entangled passion, money, secrets, and love. Their romance sparks in a charming little Italian town located on the southern part of Lake Garda in northern Italy and takes them around the globe. What happens when her life is suddenly shattered by a lifelong secret? Her Spanish doll will bring you to a caliente Spain and a romantic Italy, adding some spice along the way. Available at www.joannesbooks.com. <laughs>
And this is Off the Chain. Well, you're back. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. My guest is Beth Martins, and she is an amazing woman. I will just let her speak for herself. Joanne, before we went to break, we were going to talk about archetypes. Now, define that for our listening audience because they're going, what are these women talking about? (laughs) For sure. Archetypes were first discovered by Carl Jung, and uh, he considered them to be uh, living in the human unconscious and as a part of our collective unconscious. So it's a way that all of the human mind is connected. And the, the easiest way for me to define it is that it's a kind of blueprint of who we are at, at a, both an emotional and a spiritual level. So, you know, on, on the very most surface, we're, we're all familiar with archetypes. We can't not be. They're, they're embedded in us. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very much, we're very much interacting with them on a regular basis. We just maybe haven't learned to distinguish them. But they, you know, on the surface level, there are personality. At the very most depth, the way that those archetypes interact in our own being is our sacred calling, our life purpose, you know, our reason to be on earth, our mission, whatever name you want to give that. And what happens when we deny ourselves that natural archetype, when we What happens to us emotionally, mentally, and physically? Right. So like we were talking about uh, before the break, that, you know, any part of ourselves that we we push away, we deny, uh, we decide it's not good, other people decide it's not good, so we, we, you know, supposedly put it on a shelf, we stuff it into our unconscious. And that's that's really, it's happening at, at the level of these archetypes. So the example of it, and I used archetypes literally to save my life from cancer. You know, after three years of fighting for my life, doing everything possible, all the treatments, uh, you know, diet changes, you name it, alternative, like, you know, 100 grand in debt to throwing solutions at this thing. It wasn't until I discovered the one archetype that was literally sucking the life out of me. You know, at the time I called it the rebel. Now I know it is mermaid. <laughs> so that's a bit of, it, <laughs> bit of its own story. You know, the, you know, the mermaid definitely has that rebel kind of an energy. You can't pin her down. She's all about freedom. Uh, so when, when we deny or disown an archetype, it doesn't go away. It gets stronger. You know, as much resistance as you have to an archetype, that's how much power it has, but unfortunately in its shadow expression, right? So it, it does draw in our, it really is just always drawing in our attention. It seems to draw the bad circumstances to us, but it's just really saying like, you know, could you wake up now? How about now? <laughs> you know, is this a good time? Because that, that's our destiny is, is to come into full awareness. How, however many lifetimes it's going to take us I really know and believe that in my bones. And then the archetypes are a beautiful way to do that because they lend a certain precision to it. Like I, I knew I was dying. I knew I was losing my life, but I didn't know to what. I couldn't place the cause of it. And so by all of a sudden hearing this, like, oh, my gosh, that's that's me. I'm the rebel without a cause. I'm fighting without awareness of what I'm fighting for or you know, that's not always in alignment with me, who I am. I'm just in this habit of fighting or I'm in the habit of 
of suppressing that fighter so badly so that, you know, I look like the good girl. And both are roads to, you know, that, that wake-up place that, that happens for us. So archetypes from that moment on when I, you know, the, the, the main clue or key that comes from working with them is that we can take the energy that we were using to suppress it and it turns into free energy. As soon as you awaken and, and you unsuppress a shadow of an archetype, then it can act as it naturally does. I'm all about nature these days. I've got a, a webinar coming up on it that I'd love to mention later. And, you know, so in, in nature, energy is free to create what we actually want, right, at a, at a heart and a soul and an archetypal level to fulfill on our purpose the very reason that we came to this planet, which is intimately tied. All of the archetypes are, are collectively tied because, you know, one, one of the ways to be on purpose and in purpose is to, to see how we fit with humanity. How are we meant to serve? How are we meant to contribute to the greater good? And how are we also meant to receive in, in the process? So when you reclaim your energy from the unconscious, just simply stop using it to suppress, which takes enormous amounts of energy, then it can, for example, like I didn't know how to heal from cancer, but that energy did. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I instantly went from a dying person to being a, a person in recovery just from awakening one archetype. Because what happens is the body is its own healer if we allow it to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I found I found something on your website that says we give ourselves permission to create our own image. And I think that we have lost our way in that. We deny ourselves permission to create our own image because we're so busy trying to be the image that everybody else wants us to be that we lose sight of, of who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the very reason the world is as messed up as it is because people have this hunger for somebody to like them, to approve of them, to validate them. Uh, you know, we unconsciously think that that's how we're going to survive in the world by having, you know, getting all this love or whatever it is we think we need from people. And it's what keeps us on the hook. It, it what keeps us to uh, be highly, you know, very easily manipulated uh, because we're always hungry for something and we will always uh, go through the initiations or we will, you know, take the bait or we'll, we'll do that which is out of alignment with us because we think that ultimately our survival depends on it. And so it's an act of bravery to, for, you know, to, for you to do what you do and for anyone out there to take the chance to, to break away from what's prescribed to them and say, like, oh, actually, I, I, have in, I have value inherent and of myself. And if I focus on how that is a contribution to humanity and stand for that and speak to it and, and teach from there, then it helps everybody. And and Beth, would it be fair to say that now I I am an old school feminist. Okay, I, I my mother raised me to be independent at a time when women went to school, got married, and had babies. End of story. But mm. that that did not demean me as a woman. 
So would it be fair to say that we have taken the word feminism and we've totally destroyed it mm-hmm. on the backs of, I call it, intellectual stupidity? Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't embrace us as, as women. And when we don't embrace us as women and we don't embrace ourselves and say, okay, world, we are women we do have limitations. We understand that, and it's okay. But when we respect ourselves and when we have the ability to validate ourselves, we don't need the rest of the world to validate us. We don't need the rest of the world to give us permission to be who we want to be. That, then there's no need for the pink cats and the demonstrations and the stupidity that has risen from the word feminism. Would that be a fair statement? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. We become, you know, there's a, a, a meme going out there, but we become dangerous, right, to the, yes. to the system and the powers that be because we're not, um, we're not hungry. We're, we're self-filling. That's, that's, that's the nature of going into your archetypes and living through your life purpose is that it's, it's very filling, you know, you're constantly full. I'm not out there as much as I was, although, you know, I'm not immune to it by any means, but I'm, I'm not seeking, I'm not searching, I'm not looking for the next thing or the, you know, the, the media to, to give me something I don't have. Again, not perfect at this, but, but more, you know, better, better than I've ever been. And, uh, and then, yeah, it's like, who, who would I, who would I need permission from to, to like, I have so much freedom relatively. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to say that, you know, everybody's in this system. Everybody is a slave, right? We, that's, that's just a reality that I've woken up to very much in the, in the past year, especially. But there, I answer to really no one when it comes to my daily life, what I do, who I work for. Um, you know, as far as women and feminism, honestly, that's, that's been so, badly distorted it's it's beautiful that you had a mother like that that was wanting to create you know allow you to be that independent person that you naturally are um but you know the whole the whole movement really has served to do a lot of awful things as well as you know and one of the one of the worst is pitting women against women yes Uh, this is a big mission of mine to to get on i actually have a whole project in partnership with another amazing woman her name is natalie rymerderson and uh we have a project called Reclaiming Paradise, where it's all about healing this mother wound, where, where women can come together in sisterhood and truly support each other. Um, you know, my vision is that when women get powerful through their life's purpose, and especially being valued for that, right? When you can do your life purpose full time as you are, as I am, then you get very deep into it. You know, you're you're you actually become blind to needing anything from the world out there because you're generating your own income, you're generating your own uh, community, you're generating your own uh, culture, basically, right? You, you, you stop depending on others for practically anything, although we're all, all interdependent. And, uh, you know, that's... And we, that's create, we create our own consist, consistency, accountability, value, direction, and identity. So would that be true? Exactly. That's it. No, I remember the day that my son looked up at me when I was taking him to school and he said, Mama, why do you get to do what you want all day? And I'm going like, yeah, that's right. And so can you. You know, I just decided at at that moment that 
uh, school's an option. We pay them, you know, (laughs) we're not beholden to them. They're beholden to us. Exactly. So so let me me ask you this. How do we get women empowered without all of the busyness, all of the symbols claiming, all the horns tooting, all the shouting that nobody's listening to, all of the intellectual stupidity? How do we get women back to be women? to enjoy being women and to understand that with that gender comes a power so strong and so unique that men will, for lack of a better word, I don't want to say worship because that's the wrong word, but they will they will understand that we are a treasure to be held gently and protectively, but not hidden away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first thing, the first solution to that is for for those of us who already have that value to to live it and to live it loudly, so others can see. You know, to to lead by example and and show show the possibility that uh, it's not necessary to stay stuck. Sometimes until we see somebody doing it, we don't even know it's possible, right? So to to be a loud example of, of that kind of empowerment, um, you know, with respect to getting that, getting to be um, treasured by, by men, I, I really do believe this is a recent thing that there, you know, most, people men or women would do good if they could that's 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 their general inclination our natural instincts come down to love and Uh given half a chance that that can come out it's a very very small portion of the population like actually almost infinitesimally (laughs) i can't say that word i think you get my meaning it's it's so small that the people who actually mean harm and and they're not even just men. So, you know, I think it, it's actually been a big part of the feminist movement to pit not only women against women, but, of course, women and men against each other. Exactly. And it, it's distorted a natural law. Like one of the natural laws that is absolutely, you know, you can't bypass it is, is polarity, right? And it, it mm-hmm. talks about... The, in the ups and the downs and all that kind of thing, but it, but it reframed polarity for us as opposites, and where where really what you're talking about between men and women, it's where we're just uh, on different ends of the very same spectrum. We're on the same team, humanity. Yes. But, but it's been distorted, so we believe that like if someone says to you, "What's the opposite of woman?" You have to say man, right? There's, there's nobody on earth who wouldn't, wouldn't say that. Even a child would, quote-unquote, know that. But, but then it sets up this relationship in, in our minds that they are against each other because that's what the word op- opposition or, or opposite means, that they're against each other. And it's, this is a big lie. So, you know, like the ultimate feminine, from all my studies in, in India, I went to India eight times, 
And there I was taught that the feminine, and I'm not saying it's absolutely right, but there's you know a lot of you know thousands of years of ancient knowledge and seeing behind it, that, that the feminine really was everything that could be tasted, touched, heard, smelled, seen, or, or felt, like that, that was in existence. And the, and the masculine was the source of that, the unseen, the, the thing that we can only know, but we, we can't approach it through our senses, but we can know it. And so the two of those do a dance with each other in and out of creation, right? Like we're both creator and we're the creation at the same time. And so in, in that way, it makes both man and woman the feminine. But again, the distortion where it's taken this, this, you know, this idea of man and woman as being uh, these opposites. And now our New Age world is so messed up because it, it calls masculine qualities things that actually every person in their wholeness should have, right? Like, you know, women should have independence. Women should have a sense of assertiveness. We should have a sense of power and strength. Um, and but, but yet those get called masculine qualities and that we're not, a, we're not a feminine person, we're not a feminine woman if we have them. So, you know, it, it's really about starting to just trust your own perception. And that's why Carl Jung is such a, a huge uh, hero to me because he did all his work from the inside out. You know, when I, when I discovered archetypes, it wasn't about going and doing some research and reading a book, although I had a, a book guide at the time to, to help me just uh, crack the lid on the subject. But, but the work was all inner, and, and that's been my whole career to always, if I can't find it true for myself in my own being, then it's not true. And this in itself is a kind of rebel act because we've been taught to mistrust our perception at mm -hmm. every level. It's put us at odds or in opposition with our very own perception, right? Like, you know, a simple example of we, we, we all know there's 13 moons, or if you count them, you'll, get, you'll come to 13, and yet we're, we're dealing with 12 months. It's a, right. it's a Frankenstein of nature, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right? And, it, and it messes with us because we, we have to either abandon our perception or we have to continually be in this opposition to the, using that word, to, to the calendar. So, you know, it, it keeps us in this constant state of cognitive dissonance, which is very, like, irritating and energy-sucking. But, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, to, to just, like, allow to give to give yourself permission to be who you are in this moment if it's soft and receiving beautiful and if in the next moment it's it's forthcoming and offering beautiful right that that we can all allow everyone to be as we are <laughs> and, and that, that and that yeah. segues into a quiz that you're going to offer as well as an online class. Let's talk about that and because we're going to run out of time here, Shoyle. It always happens. Um, sure. Talk about the quiz first and then the online class. Mm -hmm. So one of my huge discoveries of this last couple of years, I, I had I faced losses. Both my, both my father and my mother died in these last three years, so I, I can relate a little, just a tiny bit with maybe what you're going through, although I don't I don't have a clue. Um, but it brought me to an awareness of archetypes being, rather than something stuck in time and space, they're a journey, right? That all of life is a journey. It's a moving target. And so when I discovered this 
on on the heels of my it was my dad's death when I felt into this mermaid energy this you know I call her merpreneur now because I'm just all about being valued for that life purpose and I discovered these particular archetypes that were there for for the purpose of taking us deep into the unconscious both for the sake of healing from from what uh, wounds we have what wounds we carry and also for bringing the gifts to the surface that our humanity is basically waiting for, that, that people need this and it needs to come to the surface. And so on this, what I call merpreneur's journey, it's the hero's journey, it's the archetypal journey of all journeys that, that every story on earth actually is. And so I, I became aware of how if you map yourself on this merpreneur's journey, if you find your place, and you discover which of the archetypes and its its values are most important to you, then it helps you both play to your strengths and also to try to avoid the pitfalls that uh, that are there, the shadows of, of every archetype when we go unconscious. So it's a kind of free service that I give at my website. Someone can just sign up with their email and learn what what where they are on the merpreneur's journey, on, on being valued for going deep into their life purpose and having that be a service to bringing humanity back to a natural state. So what does the class offer? And this, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an online class on November the 15th, and, and I, I would highly recommend it. So explain a little bit about that, Beth, if you will. Yeah, so the, the Merpreneur's journey starts with an archetype that's called the nature child. I nicknamed her the nature babe because my community is mostly women. And so, the, the, you know, basically we have to wake up to what is happening on earth. The, the vast majority of people, probably not your audience, you know, bless you and your audience, uh, that we don't know what's going on out there. We're in this, we're, we can be in a bliss bubble. You know, if we have what we need and our family has what they need, we don't give a lot of care. Even if we know what's going on, we just don't give a care about it and not enough to do anything about it. So, so this, is, this is basically step one on my merpreneur's journey of becoming, you know, awakening to what's happening and then resolving to take up the, the fight of it, which is not, it's not the end destination of the journey. But we have, again, become so far removed from our natural state this is, this is my uh, vision, my mission. I can taste it, what it would be like if we had a natural state on Earth. It would be so, so amazing. And so this course is, is going to be geared towards those merpreneurs, specifically who want to get paid for their calling. Because to me, this is the fastest way. When, when somebody has a source of income and uh, is actually you know, so deep inside their calling that they're doing it every single day, then they can really help people and be part of, right, because it's going to take all of us, not just one of us, to, to this is a monumental thing to wake up and, and, uh, and get on the same page with most of humanity who wants good for us. Uh, so this is an opportunity to go deep into this archetype, to look at the superpowers of this you know, the, 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 really the child, the nature child, who is in tune with natural cycles and knows how to tap into much, you know, like if you've had babies, any, any woman who's had a baby will know the power of life, right? This is the power of nature. 
And so it's a way to explore that and also very much to go into the betrayal that needs to happen when we wake up, right? It's not pretty out there. It, it can definitely um, be something that is very difficult to do alone when you start looking at the truth of it and getting yourself into a place of action. So this is a chance to come together as community. And uh, it's going to be a 60-minute online program on a, a Zoom call. <clears throat> and we're going to work with Nature Babe to see how both to return humanity back to its natural place and along the way to adopt an attitude of value for your own sacred purpose on Earth. So tell the folks real quick before we run out of time where you can be found. For sure. BethMartins.com is my website, B-E-T-H-M-A-R-T-E-N-S.com. And uh, so there's a link to the quiz, and uh, I'm just about to put a link up. There, there is a link already, and I just have to link it to my website. But if you wanted to go directly to sign up for that, uh, the free webinar on November 15th, it's BethMartinsMurpreneur.Simplero.com backslash Murpreneur get paid for your calling. So if there's anywhere I can actually post that link, otherwise I'll just do it at my website quickly after the call. So if anyone wants to sign up, then they're most welcome to do that to uh, be my guest. Please do reach out to me if you have any thoughts or ideas about how you're getting stuck um, out there that is listening right now and you know this is something that you need to do or you're already doing it, but you're not expressing through the wholeness of who you are and suspect that there might be things in the unconscious that are costing you energy the way it was me. You know, I'm totally responsive like Yvonne is to emails or messages or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Spend a lot of time on Facebook. Um, love, love to hear from you. I love to engage with my audience. So, so. so don't hang up when the show goes dark, but I want to thank you so much. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Beth has said that she will come back and visit us. So we will set her up for after the first of the year. Y'all know there's two things I always say at the end of the show. People will forget what you look like. They will forget your name. They'll forget your, what you're wearing, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you've made them feel. We're all on a journey, ladies and gentlemen, and that journey is not always the greatest journey in the world, but it's our journey nevertheless. So try to make someone else's journey a little bit easier. And remember this, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to achieve greatness, please stop asking permission because nobody's going to give it to you. You're already great. You don't need permission. We will be back again tomorrow night at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time with another wonderful, wonderful guest. This whole week is going to be, I'm taking Friday night off, but this this entire week is going to be great guests. Beth is absolutely amazing. I love the way she thinks. I'm telling you, she, she has to be my twin by another mother. But I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. I want to thank Beth for joining us. She, I hope, has imparted a lot. Go to her website bethmartens.com b-e-t-h-m-a-r-t-e-n-s.com she is on facebook and join us again tomorrow night at eight o'clock eastern daylight time here at off the chain because y'all all know you never know what you're going to get when it comes to this show i want to thank you again for your patience with me and the the things that I've, i i have had to deal with Join us again tomorrow night. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my guest, Beth Martins, here at Off the Chain. We will see you again tomorrow night. Okay, we're off the air, but everything I tell you is going to show up in the archive show. But what I wanted to tell you 
is when we get off from here and the show goes into archives, I will put it up on the link up on my page. I'm going to oh. tag you in it and share the okay. show everywhere. Tomorrow, it will go up on iTunes and YouTube, FM.com, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio on two shows, which is Southern Chats with Yvonne Mason plus Off the Chain, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, Reverb Nation, Spreaker, and several other podcasts that I don't put it up on, but somebody else does. That's how we have a listening audience of 200,000 plus in over 200 countries. So you're heard in India. Amazing, amazing. That's so great. Wow. You're a total rock star. Total rock. I love you a lot. Thank you. I love you too. I just am very humbled and appreciative that you that you found me and that you agreed to come on the show. It's it's and 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 I had I too have lost both of my parents. In the last eight years I have lost my sister, my thirteen year old granddaughter, my father six weeks after that, my mother six weeks ago oh. and my husband last week. So it's been a tsunami. What you've been through—it's the mm. circle of life. It is—it mm. is what it is. I could waller in self-pity, but yeah. I don't like that rabbit hole, so <laughs> I choose oh. not to. <laughs> You're such a strong woman. You're an example for so many. Thank you. Incredible. I just—I just, I just both, hope that people, when I am no longer here, that that what is written on my tombstone is she made a difference. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's clearly happening. That's clearly happening. You can see how much your your people are are loving you. So they are I, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sent an email out today, and then as soon as the uh, the link is up, I'm going to send another link out to the uh, my list email list as well, and I'll share again on Facebook. People have been asking if I could share the. Oh, the, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fantastic. So I'll just give. Give it a few minutes, and I will get you set back up after the first of the year because we didn't touch half of what we could have talked about, like fear and and what stands in someone's way and what is a deep diver. Yeah, and yeah, and being able to identify value and and direction and consistency and accountability. You, you, we throw those words out, and people say, "Yeah, I have all that," but do they really? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're nailing it on the head. So, yes, I do want you to come back because I think that you have a lot to offer. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate being seen by someone like you. That's really an honor. Uh, well, thank you, my darling. I feel I'm honored that you agreed to come on the show. <laughs> I'm very yeah, appreciative. I should turn around and advertise with you at some point, too. So if there's any information that you want to send to me, then uh be happy to all in. you do, all you do is just send send me what you want me to to advertise to off the chain radio at yahoo dot com. I send you a ten dollar invoice through PayPal, and it runs for right. thirty days. No matter how many shows I have, it's that simple. Wow, wow, I'm in. <laughs> That's okay. easy. Yeah, 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 for sure. Again, thank you so much for hosting me. It was a sheer pleasure. Thank you, and thank you for spending an hour with me, and I can't wait for us to do it again. Me too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, should I wait to hear from you, or would you like me to give you a, a dingle in, in January about it? Um, let's stay in contact. I don't have my book back. I, 
back here, I have my office in one section of the house and my studio in another section. Don't have my book with me. So I will, I will send you some dates and then you tell me what's good for you. If you're that far ahead in your calendar, if not, I can, we can just touch base, but we're going to stay in contact because um, I'm very happy with what we've done tonight. And I think we have more to offer. Yeah, exactly. Whereabouts are you located by the way? And I'm on the east coast of Florida, the west coast, just to cap for And um, I'm on the east coast, so we missed it this time. Okay. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, I'm here in in, uh, in the prairies. We're uh, we're almost winter. I can't believe it. Halfway, not even halfway through October, and we've got snow. So it's, ah. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah. going to be a cold winter. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Might it might be seeing you in Florida. That would be. Are you still there? Hello. 